God has been um, in the past year or so, I would say God has just been dealing with me about just being in this place of being stuck and just kind of um, just not moving forward, not progressing. And largely for me, as it relates to my writing and I just promised the Lord that I was going to do better, that I was going to um, walk in a different level of obedience. And tonight I want to share with you all actually one of my journal entries. And I think Sister Tony Body, I'm not sure if she's on tonight, but every few weeks she would say, Fifi, have you written anything? And that encouraged me. And I shared with her a text um, from my laptop the other day. And it just said devotional, 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 because I was showing her that I've been writing. And I thank God that he is pushing me, pro propelling me, getting me out of this place of just being stuck and really walking in what I believe he wants me to do. So tonight, and I'm going to be very transparent about some things, I want to share one of my journal entries entitled Life Off Layaway. And it's based on the scripture found in John 10 and 10, which we know says I've come to that you might have life. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So if you would just allow me to read um, these very three little short paragraphs, and then I'm going to share further. So again, it's entitled Life Off Layaway. It was a sad day. Very, very sad. I was in TJ Maxx with a basket full of clothes. My norm was to lay bundles of clothes away as I was deciding on them. I knew this could buy me 30 days to decide if I wanted it or not. There might be a $5, $10 fee to hold them that would go towards your balance when the clothes or items were picked up. Truthfully, it also bought me some time to plan my budget for the next month. It was a win-win for me. But apparently TJ Maxx didn't quite see it that way. I gleefully buggied up to my usual spot, only to find a dark opening with a sign that read, we no longer offer layaway. We regret any inconvenience this may cause, and we hope you continue to shop in TJ Maxx. I remember calling my sister to tell her of the devastating news. See, she was sad as well. Because you see, she was often the recipient of clothing items held for her to try on and to purchase. I walked around the store in a daze as if I had lost my best friend. To be honest, I felt like a jilted lover on a made-for-TV movie. I was so good to you. I was faithful and true. So I put most of the basket's contents back and decided I would only purchase one or two items. So with bowed down head, I made the slow walk up to the registers. I was really bewildered and sad. Some years later, this memory slid to the forefront. God in his infinite wisdom lovingly helped me to see that I did too much dreaming about my great future and not quite enough planning for it. The course of action has to begin as soon as he speaks. Jesus proclaims in John 10 and 10, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. I had grown very complacent, 
comfortable with my abundant life being on layaway, just confessing my future without making provisions for it. So tonight, I just want to share some things. And these are things of my heart that, um, you know, private conversations that God and I have had. And I hope that it blesses you. And again, I'm, I'm just going to share and be um, transparent because, you know, it's so easy for all of us to talk about that one day, one day when I do this and one day when I become this. And God said to me that all sounds good, but dreams really cost us nothing. Mm. We can dream for free. So he said to me, but what are you doing today for your tomorrow? And you know, we all say as children, oh, when I grow up, I'm going to be this. I'm going to be a teacher. I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a lawyer. But 1 Corinthians 13 and 11 tells us that when we were children, we spoke as children. We thought as children. We acted as children. But when we became grown men and grown women, we have to put away those childish things. So I had to ask myself, what am I doing to bring these dreams to pass? What sacrifices am I willing to make? And what is it costing me? Um, as I have been you know, asking him to show me how to be more disciplined in my writing, one Saturday morning, I'd open my laptop and got a text from two friends saying, hey, I'm right over by your house. We're meeting at Trying House. I know it's impromptu. We'd love for you to join us. And I'll tell you, I was reaching for that laptop to close it and the Holy Spirit said, no, no, no. This is your hour that you have designated to write. And it was hard. But I had to say, well, you know what, girls, maybe I can catch y'all the next time. But I, I need to commit this time to my writing because my dreams coming to fulfillment are going to cost me something. And I think about all the prophetic words that have been spoken, you know, over my life. And, and another friend told me one time, she said, Felicia, you, you always share these prophecies and you're always so excited. But she said, even the prophecies are going to stop coming if you don't start doing something with the prophetic word that's coming. And God reminded me recently how my father in the gospel would take my hands and say, there's healing in these hands. He, God is going to use your hands to heal. And at that time, I just thought he meant, you know, laying on of hands and that kind of thing. But the Holy Spirit is showing me you're still healing through your hands when you sit down at that laptop and type, when you sit down um, and get that notepad and write. And even when you put notes in your phone, you're using your hands to heal because this is the way I've chosen for you to heal. This is your pulpit that I want you to have because I know what I've created you to do. So I want you to walk in it. And I really had just become comfortable just always talking about it without really doing the things that I needed to do. And we know everything is high right now. Eggs are high, meat is high, food is high. Everything, cars are high, everything is high. Gas is $4 plus a gallon. But you know what I realized? Talk is as cheap as it's always been. It's the cheapest thing going. So we can talk about it or we can be about it. And I, I think about the, 
the children of Israel, you know, even after they were freed from captivity, what did they do? They murmured, they complained. Well, when we were under Pharaoh, at least we ate, at least we, you know, had this and had that. But it's like your freedom, your, your, what you are trying to do and to become is going to cost you something. It's going to cost you some work. I was looking today and I looked up um, the recidivism rate and it said within three years of release, two out of three people are rearrested and more than 50% are incarcerated again. Why? Because you get that mindset sometimes that, hey, well, at least in prison, I got three hots in a cot. I don't have to worry about where I'm going to lay my head. So it's easier sometimes to get rearrested and go back to that life that you've become so comfortable with. But for me, God showed me the biggest thing that I dealt with was the spirit of fear. And we know his word says in 2 Timothy 1 and 7 that he has not given us a spirit of fear, but he's given us a spirit of love, of power, and a sound mind. So you may have to ask yourself, like I had to ask myself, Felicia, what is it that you are afraid of? And when I think about how good God is, he takes one spirit and replaces it with three, takes one negative spirit and replaces it with three positive spirits. And ain't that just like God? So I said, well, God, with the spirit of love, love, love for who? And first of all, what he showed me was, I've given you the spirit of love for me, that you want to be obedient to me not just to have abundant life on earth, but at the end of your days, when you have taken your last breath, you want to hear me say, well done, my good and faithful servant. You wrote when I told you to write. You published when I told you to publish. Because it's not for me, it's for to live on in posterity for somebody else. And then love for who else? Love for yourself, not in a, a selfish arrogant way, but a love for yourself enough to say, I'm worthy of all the things that God has for me. And not because of anything I've done, but I'm worthy because he told me I'm worthy. And that's enough. And then love for our brothers and sisters. We want to we wanna walk in a spirit of love so that we can be a blessing because we are blessed to be a blessing. You know, and I, I shout out my sister, Vanessa. I'm so proud of you for publishing your book. It just encourages me so much. But I thought about all the widows, all the widowers who are going to be blessed by your testimony. And she and I share that testimony of being widows. And it's a very dark time in your life, especially as a woman, because a lot of your hopes and dreams are tied into your husband. So praise God, I'm, I'm so excited for you. And it's encouraging me to, to continue to write and get my book published. And then I thought about the second spirit that he's given us, that spirit of power. When we say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, we have to believe and know that we can do all things through Christ that strengthens us. He doesn't say, the word doesn't say, I can do some things through Christ, or I can do most things through Christ. All means all. One of the things Tracy Gaston taught me was 
there are times in the rule of law that one word can make a huge difference and all means all. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So Lord, if it means walking in a different level of discipline, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, I don't necessarily prescribe to the, the type of things that he writes, but I read a quote by um, Stephen King. You know, he writes a lot of crazy stuff and, and scary movies. But he said something that really encouraged me. He said, it's not what I write every day, it's that I write every day. And that's the quote that I am subscribing to now because I want to put something on paper every day. And that's my walk. So whatever your walk is, you need to do it with all your might. Put your hand to the plow and let's, and let's get busy. And then the third spirit is the spirit of a sound mind. A sound mind hears God and obeys God. The word says that my sheep know my voice. A sound mind trusts God, even when we don't understand where he's taken us or why we've gone through this. You know, a sound mind trusts. And I think about um, David when he said it was good that I was afflicted. I mean, most of you who are on this call know I've been dealing with a pinch nerve or some effect of a pinch nerve for the last six, seven months. And I actually have lost some ability in my hand to write and to type. But you know what? God being who he is took that fear of losing my hand. It really propelled me to do even more. And I remember recently um, I left the doctor and I was so discouraged because Nobody could tell me what was going on with my hand. Nobody had any suggestions. And I just sat in the car and I cried and I said, Lord, please tell me what to do. I know that you're able. I know you know the solution to this. And he led me to study the scriptures um, in the parables of the, the man with the withered hand. And when I went and I read it, because that was really more about Jesus healing on the Sabbath, but I kept hearing the phrase in my hand in my head stretch forth your hand stretch stretch forth your hand and every time I would hear it throughout the night I would just stretch forth my hand and I'm saying but God I know you told me to go to the scripture I don't see anything in here that you know is telling me how this can be healed and one of the times I stretched forth my hand the spirit said have you looked up the symptoms that you're going through and I said, no, Lord, I haven't. And so I sat down, I just typed in, you know, what was going on with my hand. And the first thing that popped up was a picture that looked just like my hand. Um, I started reading the symptoms and I realized it was exactly what I was going through. And I went in my, my chart and texted my doctor and said, I have found what is going on with my hand. So when I went to him the following week, he said, wow, Felicia, this is it. He said, and I apologize to you as your doctor. He said, I think I might've read about this or, or heard about it, maybe even studied it in med school, but I have never had a patient who has dealt with this. So it was totally out of my mind. And he said, I think I need to give you the white jacket. I said, no, I don't need the white jacket. What I needed you to go out there and get that check, I just <laughs> wrote for this copay. Yes, Elder Hall, he needs to give me 
<laughs> money because that's exactly what I said. But thanks be unto God because that one act of obedience led to the second act of obedience, which led to the proper diagnosis of my hand coming. And so just to update you tomorrow, I'm having another nerve study done. And he's saying, I am determined we're going to get to the root of this now that we know what it is. But that's what a sound mind does. A sound mind also does not self-sabotage. And that's one of the things that I realized that has gone on with me in the past. Sometimes you're going on so well and God is blessing and blessing you to the point that it almost makes you scared of what he's doing. And you do things subconsciously to sabotage yourself to go back to that comfortable place. I don't wanna do that again. Even if I have to say, God, I'm scared to death, I still want to keep moving forward. And a sound mind prays. We get on our knees and we pray and we talk to the Father. You know, it, it's so often we hear people say, well, you know, God took you through that because he wanted to know what was in your heart. He already knows what's in your heart. If he knows all, he knows all. all. He took you through it so that you would know what was in your heart. As Vanessa says all the time, nothing surprises God. Nothing catches him by surprise. So he already knows if you're going to be obedient or not, but it's for you to come to understand where you're lacking so that you can come up in the areas that you need to come up is, in. And then a sound mind listens to wise counsel. You know, I can talk to Vanessa now and say, who was your publisher? How did you do this? How did you do that? What do you think about this? Because now she is in a position where she can show me some things because she has accomplished this goal. And in closing, I just wanna read the very last paragraph of my devotional because I think it sums it up. And it says, this devotional is a tangible sign of the official closing of the put a little down and hold till later plan. A fulfilled life doesn't just happen, nor is there a pill you can take for it. It is as a result of receiving God's plans, committing those plans to the Lord, getting practical instruction, and walking that plan out. I want my latter self to thank me for the work I'm doing now. Thank you, Master, for closing that layaway. It was necessary for me to attain abundant life. I trust you now. My latter self praises you in advance. Thank you very much. I pray that you got something out of it and may God be praised. And I will turn it back over to you, Elder Body. Praise God. Life off of layaway. Amen. Not only was I inspired, but I was really encouraged. Amen. Amen. And even to take it a further, a step further, convicted. Wow. And I thank God. I really, really thank Amen. God. Thank you. Amen. Would you pray for yes. all of us? Yes. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Father, thank you on tonight. 
First of all, God, thank you just for being God, for being real in our lives. Thank you for being a father who loves his children, who understands his children, who is long suffering with his children, oh God. Father God, I thank you for every abundant blessing that awaits those of us on this call, oh God. I thank you, Father God, that you have given us life and that more abundantly. Father, may we walk in that abundance. I thank you, God, that you have given us everything we need. God, you said everything that pertains to life and godliness you have given us, oh God. So, Father, let us receive richly every blessing that you have for us, oh God. Father God, we won't look back anymore, but God, we're going to move forward in you, trusting you every step of the way, oh God. Father, I thank you for every gift and talent that you've placed in each of us, oh God. It's not for us, God, but it's for others, oh God. And I thank you, Father God, that in the right place and in the right time that we will share God, and be transparent with people because, God, they do overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony, oh God. And I thank you, Father God, even as our pastor often says, there's no wasted pain. There's not a tear, God, that we've cried that you can't turn it around for our good, oh God. So I thank you on tonight. I praise you on tonight, oh God. I love you and honor you, Father. I just thank you for how you love us. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, God. Amen. Thank you so much. Well, there you go, folks, everyone. Life off of layaway. Praise God for that devastation. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) I love your eloquent writing. It's really, it's great. I love it. I love it. Amen. We salute you. We thank God um, that you're ready in, in instant, in season. Amen for tonight's message. I believe it was God ordained. Amen. 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 I believe God breathed, you know, on you tonight as you uh, spoke that truth and transparency. Amen. And encouraged all of us. So we thank God. Amen for uh, missionary Felicia Gaston. We thank God. Amen for just you know being obedient. Um, and sharing, you know, it's, I've never looked at it that way, that God was willing to take one negative and give us three positives. Yes. That's yes. powerful. Yes. So if that's preached in the next six months, um, <laughs> I'll just wink at y'all. <laughs> Amen. Amen. God be the glory. We just definitely Amen. Want to Amen. Amen. For Amen. Uh, for being a part of service, worshiping together, um, hearing the word of God. Our faith is being increased. Amen. (coughs) We will all, after we get and sign off, have a blessed evening. Listen, before you do that, please sow. Give an offering. Hallelujah. Sow into your life. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take the layaway fee. And I'm going to take the down payment and the balance of the layaway, and I'm going to sow it, amen, on better ground. I love it. That's good. All $2, I'm going to sow it. Praise God, amen. Listen, God will do a whole lot with that. And it's sitting somewhere else in that company's Thank, you know, collective <laughs> interest. Definitely thank God. Listen, amen. sow your seed. Amen. God 
will not let you down. He's always faithful. He Amen. always encourages us. I believe it's Psalm 37 to feed on his faithfulness. Amen. Amen. There are, is uh, one, two, three, four, five, six different methods that you guys can sow. Um, and it's all very secure methods of sowing. Amen. Your tithe, your offering. Amen. Um, I'll tell you what, until then, guys, listen. We thank God for each and every one of you being on tonight. We pray God's blessing upon you that you would receive sweet rest on tonight. Amen. Yeah. Amen. We'll see you on Sunday, Sunday morning at the City Church 10 a.m. service. Amen. Amen. We thank Amen. God. God bless you. Have a blessed and worshipful and restful evening. Amen. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good word for Lee.